So there's a Gemara in Megillah Daflam and Base. The Gemara tells us Shoilim Vedoshim Hilchas Chag Bahag Hilchas Hatseres Bad Seres. Very interesting. The Shulchan Aruch brings it in Simetov Chovtes Shoilim Vedoshim Hilchas Pesach Kodim LePesach Shloishim Yoyim. And uh, the Gemara in Pesachim, as we know, Davov brings down that we learn this from Moshe Rabbeinu, who told Klal Yisrael on uh, Pesach, about Pesach Sheni, 30 days before the Chag. And the Mishnah says it applies to every Yontav. So, I always find that every Yontav is always difficult to learn the Halachas. You know, before Sukkot, 30 days before Sukkot, you're busy with, you know, doing tshuva. You're busy clapping al chait. You're crying in front of the Rabbi Shalom. Who can think about sitting in a sukkah at a time like Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? You know, you know what I mean? Pesach. Who can think about Hilchas Pesach when you're busy with, you know, going through every tile with a toothpick and a toothbrush to see if there's a crumb of chomets there? I mean, we, we just don't have the time because before every other yonta, there seems to be so much going on. We could say the same thing by Shavuos. Very similar. Who could think about Hilchah Sontav when we're busy being the couple of the Torah and understanding what Torah is and understanding what Torah does to us and all that? But let's be real for a moment. And I think before Shavuos, I always use this as a perfect opportunity. I think I do this every year. It's a perfect opportunity to learn Hilchah Sontav. Because many other times, as I mentioned, you know, we're busy with so many things. You know, we're busy with figuring out the Arovas and if we can get kosher hadassim in the world, you know, because it's taken us since Hanukkah to look for hadassim. We found one, but like, to find three is almost an impossibility. And, you know, before Pesach, we're busy with the matzahs. Now, all of a sudden, maybe we can be busy with Torah itself. And part of Torah is learning Hilchus Yontav. And uh, that's one idea. And the other idea is what we've mentioned previously as well, which I think is so important. Here we are on Shavuos. We're being the Kabul, the Torah. Here we are, Baruch Hashem, Rabbani Shalom, give me the Torah, give it to me, I want it. And there you are on Shavuos, being Mechalal, every Halacha, Nechaz Yontav, because you never knew it. Oh, what do you want, I'm in Shiva, Baruch, I don't have to know these things. You have to know everything, right? There's a Chiv in the Torah, Rabbi Sai, to know every single Halacha in Shulchan Aruch. Aaron, are you listening, even from the steering wheel? There's a Chiv to listen to every single, and know every single Allah and Shulchan Aruch. There's no much, there's no mitzis that you guys are going to get to Shemaim, and Mitzvah Shem after 120 years of spending time in this world. And they're going to say, no, did you know Simon Tovkov paid Tess? Who? What's that? Never heard of that one before. What, what excuse are you going to use? What, what are you going to excuse can you use? You're in Yeshiva. You're in that yeshiva that they deal with Allah, and you still don't know. Hashem Yerachim, Rabbi Sai. So, it's important for us, it's very important for us, to know, especially on Shavuos, we're being mekabal the Torah, we should keep the Torah, and, as, and of course, I think it's a special opportunity to learn the halachas as well, which, again, as I mentioned, during other Yom Tovim, especially Pesach and Sukkos, we don't even have Yeshiva most of the time anyway, right? Erev Pesach, we don't have Yeshiva, and Sukkos as well, after Yom Kippur, we generally finish, people are busy running all over the place looking for mitzvahs, so we don't have so much time to deal with this. Now is a perfect opportunity to spend a couple of days, and let's know Hilchas Yontov, you know, because we think that Shabbos Yontov, same idea, that's one way of looking at it, or maybe everyone thinks, no, Shabbos is Asen Mutter, Yontov, you can do whatever you want, right? Yontov, you can do whatever you want. Chas <laughs> V'Shanam. So there's a lot of differences and even things that aren't Shabbos, how many of us actually know all of Hilcha Shabbos anyway? How many of us can say, we know Hilcha Shabbos? So probably Yontav is the same. Yeah, you know Hilcha Shabbos, that you're able to say that? Probably not also. So here's a perfect opportunity, Be'ez HaShem. Let's delve for a couple of days. I was going to do it in one part, but then I figured it's way too quick. Let's try to chop around. We'll take two days. We'll learn it properly. You know, as much as we can, obviously. Because um, Hilcha Shantav actually is quite hard. It's interesting. Cholomoid is actually even harder. But uh, Hilchah Shantav is quite hard because the Klolim 
of Hilchus Yontov are very different to Shabbos. Shabbos, we have the 39 Menachas. We know, we all learned this, anyone that's doing Dafiyomi, for example, knows the Mishnah and Ayin Gimel Aleph that tells us the Lama test, 39 Menachas that are Asher on Shabbos, which well, I think most of us pretty much know what they are. We might not know the practical ramifications of every single one, but we definitely know there are 39 Menachas, and they are Asa. There's no, like, Maybe you could do Baira. No, you're not allowed to do Baira. Ain't maladabe. You think it's motor. It's probably okay. I think I once heard in the shit that it's okay. You know, all those amarats and things that people say. So on Shabbos, you know these things. When it comes to Yonder, there are a whole different set of klolim, which I think we have to define and make very, very practical. Okay, so Rabbi said we're going to go very, very practical. Okay, very, very important. First of all, what we're going to do is we're going to start from Erev Yontav. Uh, that's also important as well. It's going to be in a gear also uh, this year as well. By the way, this year we've got some extra shilas. Um, every year, Baruch Hashem, the Rabbanshim likes to spice up our life a little bit to make it more interesting and make sure nothing's boring at any time. Baruch Hashem. We've got so much variety in so much different times of life. And especially now, I'm not even talking about Corona. I'm talking about Stam. We've got the issue of th- Friday Shabbos, right? So we've got Yontav starting on Thursday night and continuing until Motzah Shabbos, wherever you are in the world. Whether you're in Eretz Yisrael or in Chutzlar, it makes no difference difference, right? Everyone's got two days, we're all in the same boat. Therefore, we are going to have to know the halachas of preparing from one day to the next day. We're going to have to know the halachas of Erev Shabbos, which fall on Yontav. And we're all gonna, also going to have to know of preparing things on Shab- on, on, er- on Yontav for Shabbos, which is the subject, obviously, of Erev Tavshinin, which we'll get to after Hilchas Yontav. So the very first thing that we have to know, the Mishnah brings in Simon Tov Kuv Chavtes, that there is a mitzvah. Just like on Erev Shabbos, there's a mitzvah for a person to have a shower, to bath, to honor the Yontav by washing himself, cutting his nails. All of these things is an actual mitzvah that a person is mekayim, which means what we just did right now, by the way, is instead of having a shower on Erev Yontav and just having a shower, we made it into a mitzvah. That it means if you're going to go and step into that shower and say, I'm doing this because there is a mitzvah on Erev Yontav to have a shower, bang! It's a mitzvah to stay in there. It's a mitzvah. Now you have an excuse. You tell mom, this is the reason why I spent 25 minutes in there because it's a mitzvah. And I'm very mahajin, minimahajin on my mitzvahs. So therefore I didn't want to get out of the mitzvah. So that is number one. There's an issue that you have to make sure to have a little bit of kavana. Mitzvah's trichas kavana, right? So not only to having a shower, cutting your nails, uh, you know, having a haircut theoretically, shaving for those people that's no gay for, especially Shloshesh Me'agbala, we can already, even if you hold the second half of the Omer, from Shloshesh Me'agbala, according to most Minhogim, some Minhogim hold only air of Shur, so I'm not going into that now, but Al-Kaponin, that is the Inu of preparation of your body. We also know there's an Inu also of wearing Yontav clothing, not Shabbos clothing, Yontav clothing, the Shulchan Aruch's Loshan, I'll quote to you, in Simon Tov Kuv Chov Tessib Aleph, says, That means your yont of clothing should be nicer than your Shabbos clothing, right? So, um, whatever that means. Some people have, you know, an extra suit, an extra something that, you know, this is their yont of tie, this is their yont of suit. Most of us generally have a Shabbos clothing, and that's what most of us do, but for those are, that are to have yont of clothing, or yont of something that's nicer than Shabbos, they should definitely do that. Now, on Erev yont of, there's another halacha as well, which we have to make sure that we remember. The Ramah brings this also, and the Ramah says that you're not allowed to have a meal, right? Again, this also is familiar for those people that know Hilchas Shabbos as well, that you cannot have a meal 
on Erev Yontav, right? You're not allowed from the ninth halachic hour of the day. Whatever your ninth halachic hour of the day, wherever you're listening in the world, I cannot say. You're going to have to look up on the calendar, Google it, do something, figure out what is the halachic ninth hour of the day. Most ne- general luach, uh, luach, a Jewish calendar, will actually give you the time of what that is. It will actually tell you mitzvah to stop having a suda from whatever time it is. So again, I'm not going to say whatever time it is, because it depends on where everyone's listening. And Baruch Hashem, we've got Ma'arba Comfort Soros over here from all over the world. And therefore, uh, I'm not going to say, but from the ninth halachic hour of the day, you should not. It's not osa, but it's a mitzvah for a person not to have a suda. Suda means to wash. Suda means to have pizza or to, or, or, or to wash on rolls or bread or something similar to that. But simply to have some fruits and vegetables and, I don't know, some things of Erev Shabbos and Erev Yontav, those sorts of things, that's not a problem whatsoever. That is absolutely fine. Now, what is our major problem that we're going to have this year, which we don't have every year, is we're going to have on the second day of Yontuf, on the first day of Yontuf, I'm sorry, on Friday, right, after you've gone, you had your shluf, you stayed up the whole night, Baruch Hashem, now you've had a bit of a shluf, you managed to hop a couple of hours of sleeping in there, you wake up, you want to have a meal. What's the problem? The problem is, it's Erev Shabbos, it's Friday. That's what it is, right? The first day of Yontuf is Friday. It starts Thursday night, Friday. If that's the case, you're not allowed to have a meal on an Erev Shabbos, just like an Erev Yontuf, from the ninth halachic hour of the day, which is, by the way, in some countries, already one o'clock in the afternoon. Now again, on Shavuos, you're going to be staying up. If you're staying up, so it means that you're going to be going to sleep at six o'clock in the morning, or whatever it is, by the time you get up, it's going to be 11, 12 o'clock. If that's the case, you're only starting your meal at one o'clock. How are you allowed to have a sunnah? And in fact, we know the famous Gemara in Gittin, where the Gemara tells us that there was a Mishpacha in Yerushalayim that was wiped out because they ate a suda on Erev Shabbos. Could everybody ask the Kasha, all that we're showing them, how were they meant to know? Meaning, they never saw the Gemara, right? They were in the Gemara. So how did they know that they weren't allowed to have a suda? Okay, different Shaila, we're not going into Ayin, the Ritva, the Meiri. Anyway, Al-Koponim, so you're not allowed to have a suda, so what are we meant to do? La Locha Lamaisa, this Friday, coming up, a few days, what are we going to do, La Locha Lamaisa? So, uh, basically, uh, what we have to do is try to have uh, the meal a little bit earlier, if you can. If you cannot, then you can still eat. There's no problem whatsoever. Because as we said, it's only a mitzvah. And the Shulchan Aruch writes that it's Sudas mitzvah, that Zman is on Erev Shabbos, Ludugma. If somebody makes a bris, and the Suda bris is on Erev Shabbos, so what's he meant to do? Not have a Suda? It falls on Erev Shabbos. I didn't plan it for Erev Shabbos. So then it's mutter to have the Suda without any problem whatsoever. A person should try not to stuff himself too much. Stamazoi. That's always not a good eye because you want to come into Shabbos Leteovan with a good appetite. And therefore you should not, uh, you should try not to eat too much at the Suda. But it's Erev Shabbos. You are allowed again. If you can do it earlier, you should. But otherwise, you could do it later at the regular time. It's not a problem whatsoever. Toisefes Yontuf. So we know, and um, the Gemara tells us this, we actually learn this from the Indian of Shemitah. It's a Pasuk in the Torah. That a person is actually meant to makabble on Erev Shabbos a few minutes. I'm saying a few minutes. I'm giving a lotion of the Poiskim already. Or before Shabbos. He's meant to make a Shabbos. It's called Tosefa Shabbos. It's a mitzvah min ha-toyah. It's a, you're a mekayim, a mitzvah min ha-toyah, like eating matzah on Seder night. When you are makabal Shabbos a few minutes. Rabbi Yisha writes, two, three minutes. The Aruch HaShulchan, a minute or two. Early your yoytza. The same thing applies on Yontav. That means on Erev Yontav, we have a mitzvah Tosefa Yontav. Even though Shavuos, we know, we cannot daven mariv, or at least 
least make Kiddush earlier, because we need Sheva Shabbos is Tamimois. Tamimois is Tomim, is pure, is whole, is Shalim. And therefore, we have to make sure that we only make Kiddush, at least, the Mishnah Brewer says, by nightfall. I could have Marav earlier, that's the truth, if need be. And I've given a few people a header to do that, because whatever the kids, and it's late, and in England, 10 30, 11 o'clock, whatever, depending on where you are. So there is a market to have a Marav a little bit earlier, but Kiddush generally not. But, um, to sever Yontov means the makabal on yourself, the mitzvahs of, and the halachas of Yontov from a few minutes before. Don't have to jump in the shower a minute and a half before Shkia and come out at Shkia because your clock might be wrong. The Luach also sometimes is not exactly exact depending on where you are, especially the Venerity Stroll, where you've got the mountains and you've got that whole shiloh of what exactly Shkia is. It's never good idea to play around with Shkia Stamazoi. But especially over here, there's a mitzvah Daraisa and you're losing out on that mitzvah Daraisa. It's like one of the last mitzvahs that you could do before Kabbalah Satoya. Of course, you've got Kriyashim Abalayla as well. Which is a mitzvah daraisa, but there are many mitzvahs, and it's kedai to chaperain before Kabbalah satoru to show the rabbi Shalom we want to do the mitzvahs. Okay, um, let's go on to the actual hilchos of itself. Okay, now there's a lot to discuss. There's a tremendous amount to discuss. Um, I have over here about 142 questions that I need to get through. I, we're definitely not going to get through all of them today, I can guarantee you. But these are all practical shilas that come up pretty much every yontif. Right? These are going to get to everyone. Um, any particular shilas, by the way, that I'm not going to be addressing, um, and I guess you'll know this tomorrow, not today, you're welcome to either write them on the chat, and I'll look them up after the share. I'm not going to do it during the share because I try to hop it in. You can write it on the chat, and I'll look at it afterwards. Or you could send me an email, awetrog.net.il aw at etrog.net.il that's a much better way of sending it to me and I'll try to go through it either I'll send you back an answer or if your parents have a question sometimes that comes up as well you know or, you, or, or you're one of those guys you know one of those guys my friend has this question like, uh-huh yeah your friend has this question yeah oh, come on please you know what I mean my friend has this question I love those people but anyway so um, let's go into a little bit of Hilchus Yantov okay so what is the reason Stamazoi why is why is Malacha Asr on Yantov anyway well on Shabbos we don't have to ask the Kasha because the Pasuk tells us so it's pretty simple so why is it even though on Shabbos we have reasons for that also, but that we're not going into. But why is it that on Sha on Yontuf, uh, Melacha is Oster to begin with? There's a very, very famous Chinuch. The Chinuch Mitzvah Shin Tezvov brings down, number one, the reason is that we want to be free from Melacha so um, that we can think about the Gavaldiganism that the Rabbi Nishlonim did for us, right? Every Yontuf includes the miracles and the Nisim that Hashem did for us. This Yontav is no different, Shavuos, and therefore because of that, if we were busy doing Malacha, then we would be busy, you know, building and Kaisiv and Maichik and all sorts of things, Malachas. Therefore, no, the Rabbanishim says, no, 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 no Malachas. Think about the Nisim, think about the Yontav, think about the Yom. That's what it is. Um, that's number one. And the second one, which applies maybe more in this Yontav than any other Yontav, but although it doesn't, is to be Isaac in Torah. Says the Chinuch, the reason why Malachas are Asa on Yontav is so that we have time to be Isaac in, 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 in Torah, which is, by the way, the same idea. You probably remember from Hilchos Chalamoid. Hilchos Chalamoid also is the same idea. The reason why Chalamoid is Asa certain Malachas is because we want people to be sitting and learning, as Yerushalmi writes Mufurish, not going on trips and theme parks and everything, which Baruch Hashem, this last past Yontav of Pesach, we were all Makayim, Mahadrin, Minam Mahadrin, no theme parks, no trips, just sitting and learning all day, Baruch Hashem, Kavaldik. So where's the Makar in the Torah that you're not allowed to do Malacha? So the Pasuk tells us, Shemois, Yud Beis, also Vayikach of Gimel, Kol Malacha Loyei Ose Bohem, Ach Asheyoche Lochon Nefesh Hu Levadoi Yeh Ose Lochem. Okay? 
We find this all over the place, all over the place, right? Famous parashas Emma goes to all the Yomim Toivim. That basically loosely translated, the Pasuk is telling us that any malacha to prepare food can be done, but if it's not to prepare food, then it's Asa. So it comes out basically that every malacha is Asa like Shabbos, with the exclusion of anything that is for food preparation. Anything for food preparation is okay. And therefore it's going to be considered to be uh, a mutter. What is considered to be oichel nefesh? What does it mean, oichel nefesh? Right? Obviously it means uh, things that are included in cooking. So the primigodim, the beginning of the psicha of Hilkos Yontov, brings down like this, the Shulchan Aracharav in Kutchusachon, that says according to most poskim, the het of oichel nefesh means that I have a het of lechatchila. It's not the pshat. I should have done it before Yontov. If you didn't, we have a heta to do it on Yontov. No, the Pshat is, says the Shulchan Aruch HaRav and the Primigodim and other G'dayle Paiskim, you're allowed to do the things on Yontov, Lechatchela. I don't have to like, make a cheshman, do I need to do this before? Should I really prepare it beforehand? However, I will tell you that's not so poshut, because many Paiskim hold not that way. Many Paiskim hold something that you could have done before Yontov and would have tasted and looked and basically the result would have been exactly the same you absolutely have to do an Erev Yontov. I'll give you a classic example without going into too many details. Sifting flour. Now, is there a difference if you sift flour before Yontov or on Yontov? You're about to make a cake, right? Baking a cake is mutter, right? No problem with baking a cake on Yontov. Is there a difference if I sift the flour on Erev Yontov or I do it on Yontov morning? I don't, I don't think there's a difference. So if there's no difference, according to many Paiskim, the Magan Avram included in them, you're not allowed to do that on Yontav. That could be another reason as well, because it's something that's done in a big form. Something that's done in big form should not be done. But mainly because it accomplishes the same results. Those of you that are familiar with Masechta's Beit Zachov Kimmel on the base, very clearly, Rashi says this. Rashi says the same aside. That's something that it doesn't change the taste. You have a chayiv to do it before Yontav. I'll give you an example. If you want to peel an apple, I, you know, the kids sometimes don't like the peel of the apple. So you take a peeler, which we'll get to, and you peel it. Is there a difference if you peel the apple on Erev Yontav? Or if you do it on Yontav morning? Obviously there is, right? It's going to be a lot fresher if you do it on Yontav morning than if you do it on Erev Yontav. Then by the time Yontav comes in, it's going to go dry and shriveled up. So when there's a difference, that's when the post game, everyone agrees that you're allowed to do it. Allah right? Allah anyway, most things generally... We allow unless it ch- and there is, unless it's something that the results have absolutely no change whatsoever, or it's done on a large scale. Then you can't even do it on a small scale. Okay, um, okay. So that is the again. I, I'm giving you a very very general idea of what this is. Oichel nefesh. Just to just to give you a clarification, means anything that's food preparation. So, for example, if you want to catch an animal, which is a malacha of tzod. That's catching. And then you want to shech the animal, which is the malacha of shoichet. And then you want to, I don't know, skin the animal, which, which is the malacha of mafshit. And then you want to, you know, bishol, you want to do all of that? That's all fine. Theoretically. Okay, we'll have to go into, we're not going into all the details now of, you know, what, how size of the animal or whatever. Then there's a special heta, which we find on Yontav, is mitoyshu hutra. Which is a machoikas in the Gemara in Beitzah. Whether or not they allowed a person, I hope I'm not going too technical right now, but these are very big klonim in Hilchas Yontav, that once they allowed you to do it, they automatically allowed you to do it. I'll give you a classic example, which is an interesting question. Are you allowed to kill a mosquito on Yontav? 
Now, one second. I'm allowed to kill a cow if I need to eat steak on Yontov. So if I'm allowed to kill a cow because I need to eat a steak on Yontov, so once we have a klal in the Gemara, Metoik Shehutra, Letzorich, Hutra Nami, Shaloi Letzorich, so that would tell me what? That I'm allowed to shecht, which is kill something, not for Oichel Nefesh, but is for a Tzorich. Classic example, the mosquito. So they asked this question, sorry, Tshuva, they asked this question to Rabbi Shloyman Zalman, and Rabbi Shloyman Zalman said, excellent question, meaning in Londres you're right, but Lemaisa we don't. Right? And that's a klal I heard from his son, Rabbi Shloyman. Also many times he told me as well, certain things we just, we, we just don't do. I, Alpi Londres, it makes sense. We just don't do it. So we don't kill mosquitoes. Uh, maybe a mockum to Godel is a mockum to be makel. But I'll upon him. That's the number one. Then there's another important halacha. Again, one more klal, guys, and then we'll move straight into halacha lemaisa. And this is a very important one to get to Hilchus showering. Right? We're not going to go into halachas right now of showering because we're going to go through different things. But this is where it comes to the geir. We said that anything, and that's what the Pasuk tells us, anything that is considered to be oichel nefesh is mutter. That's what the Pasuk says. Oichel nefesh, food preparation, is mutter to do one yontav. Says the Gemara, however, it has to be what's called shava l'chol nefesh. It has to be equal for everyone. In other words, everyone does this. In other words, everybody, when they want to eat hot food, take chicken soup or take soup, put it on the gas and heat it up. That's shava l'chol nefesh. Everyone does that. That's a normal thing to do, right? That is a normal, wide spread custom that when you want to eat something you heat it up and you put it on the fire so putting it on the fire we'll get to but heating up for sure is going to be mutter it has to be not everything is nefesh. I don't want to go into it now because I know there are some people right now listening who it's negated to smoking on yontuf I'm not, I'm not getting into it at this moment of time right I'm not getting into it but what's the shayla I mean, in other words, where, where is this coming from? You are allowed, you're not allowed. Some say yes, some say no. We all know it's a machlikas, right? And I'm not going into everyone should ask the local Orthodox rabbi what the psak should be. But, what's the shaila? The shaila is, it's, 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 it's oichel nefesh, because it's oichel nefesh, by the way, doesn't mean necessarily food. It means anything I need for my body. Anything I need for me to go to work, to whatever. So, everything I show you, for, it's oichel nefesh, right? I'm, I'm getting hanaf from it, I'm, getting, I'm breathing it in, or I don't know exactly. So, therefore, it should be okay. The question is, and this is where the post can argue, is it Shavalachol Nefesh? Is it something that is widespread? Does everyone do this? Maybe 30 years ago that was the case, but now it's very hard to say that everyone does this. Or I'll give you another example, which I remember many of you guys asked me this question about smoking the hookah thing. What's that? The nagila, whatever, that, that horrible, disgusting glass pipe thing. Ugh. Whatever that is. So are you allowed to smoke down on Yontav? Meaning, if you're smoking on Yontav is okay, so isn't this okay? What about a cigar? What about, I don't know, people ask interesting questions. So that will be again a shine. Even if you say that smoking a cigarette, theoretically, maybe, is considered to be Shavuot Nefesh. I don't know if it is. I'm just saying theoretically. Then is smoking that pipe thing considered also to be Shavuot Nefesh? Does everybody do that? Is that normal? Maybe not. Now, maybe they only allow the things that is normal to be done. We don't find you're allowed to put on fire for whatever purpose that you want. Right? You're allowed, for example, to put on hot water and cook hot water for washing purposes. That's oichel nefesh. I'm allowed to have a hot shower. We'll, we'll see how to heat up water. It's not so important. We'll see exactly how that works. But again, is it shavalachal nefesh to heat up water for every purpose? That's subject to machlika. So that is a very big klal in what's going on. Now, um, okay, so let's let's talk about certain things over here that own a gear of uh, Legabe Yontuf, because I think it's important for us 
to know exactly what's mutter and what's also in every situation. So, we'll try to go through some of the most common questions, and over the years, I've tried to always write down the most common questions that people ask the Gabba Yontav, and um, this is some of them. So, we'll start with number one, making a fire. Right, even because I think you know we've gone on that that derek, so we'll go with that, and then we've got a lot, a lot, a lot to discuss. So, making a fire, the Mishnah in Beit Salam and Gimel tells us clearly that is one of the very, very important steps of food preparation on Yontuf. So, making a fire is one of them. However, we know that there is an Issa on Yontuf, which does not apply so much to Shabbos. It applies, but not so much, and that is called Moilid. Moilid means to create. Shulchan Aruch, the beginning of Simon Tovkov base, brings down that it is also to do moilid on Yontav. Now, on Shabbos, we sometimes can be make on Yontav, we're a little bit more machme. Okay, now we'll discuss that. Making jelly, crushing ice, whipped cream. There's a lot of different shailas we'll get to, and we'll get to when we get to Hilchus Moilid. But making a fire on Shabbos, striking a match, putting the gas on, which has the spark, and that makes the fire go on, that is considered to be moilid. And that is an Issa on Yontav. Who had in electric fire as well. Switching on an oven. When you switch on an electric oven, what's the heat? There's a red coil on the top of the oven. That red coil, that coil goes red. And red says the Rambam. A metal goes red is considered to be fire. It's ash, And therefore, that's the reason why you're not allowed to put on electric, apart from the electricity, Shaila, which, okay, maybe the Chazanish, maybe not the Chazanish, that we're not going into, yeah, Boina, not Boina, but it's definitely also to do that. However, lighting from an existing fame is Mutter. The reason is, again, because there's no Issa Be'etzim with the fire, there's no Muktza with fire. Normally on Shabbos, it's Muktza. It's, it's, it's Mamash Muktza Machmas Kufa, it's Eish. Can't touch it, can't do anything with it. Whereas over here, there's no Muktza, and again, we'll discuss Muktza and Yontav as well, but lighting from an existing fire is Mutter because you haven't created something. Only the first time creation that's where the problem is uh, putting out extinguishing a fire on Yontav Shulchan Aruch the beginning of the Simon Tovkov Dalet Paskins that it is Asa and therefore you're not allowed to do that so for example a woman who's lighting the Hadlokas and Eres candles on Friday afternoon Erev Shabbos which is Yontav she cannot what she normally does let's say which is a whole child of Hadlokas and Eres is she's allowed to put out the candle uh, they put out the match, I'm sorry, after lighting all of her candles, which is a shine of whether she's allowed to do that on a regular air of Shabbos, because maybe she was in a couple of Shabbos when she lit all the candles, even before the bracha, she did bahag, we all know that. And therefore, she uh, might not be able to do that on a regular air of Shabbos. But theoretically, if she does, that would be also, obviously, because you can't put it out in that case. So what about, for example, very, very common shayla, right? It's probably going to be the gear. You want to put on the gas to make an egg, or to heat something up, soup, whatever it may be, on, on, on uh, Friday afternoon, Friday morning for the suda. Am I allowed to lower the flame? So the Raman Simantovk of Yudalid says that you are allowed to lower the flame. If it's too high, it's going to burn. Most poise can come along. The Minchas Yitzchak from Matt Dine, Dine Weiss from Manchester. Osnidbru, the Debitin Rob Ben Moshe from Brooklyn. Rabbi Zalman from Eretz Yisrael. Dalad Kamfei all over the world. Most poise can say, yeah, that Ramah that said you're allowed to lower the fire is in a situation where you cannot light another one that's lower and therefore the food is going to burn. We don't want your food to burn, so therefore put it down. But let's say, for example, our case in most of our homes, where we've got a gas burner of four, five, sometimes even six gas burners. I'm talking about the old-fashioned gas burners. So if I, it's not going to burn, take it off that one and light a new one. Normally not light it, take a flame and transfer it, whatever. 
In other words, you've got no head to say the poskim to put down the flame of, of gas because you are extinguishing. You are minimizing the amount of gas that's flowing through and therefore extinguishing, and that is also on Yontav. So most poskim hold you're not allowed. Ramosha has a tshuva, and Ramosha wants to be mekel. For those people that don't believe me, want to show other people. Ramosha is mekel, and he holds that no. The If the food is becoming burnt on this gas, I am allowed to turn down the fire. And therefore, it's mutter in that case. Uh, I'll give you an Eitzah. I'll give you an Eitzah. I do not take any responsibility for this Eitzah. Your mothers will kill me. And it makes a huge mess. And that is, if you want to put out the flame, you could do a grum. A grum keyboard is mutter on Yontov, right? And that basically means what you need to do is you take a very small pot and you put water in the pot in order to use some of that water. Very important for a coffee, for a tea, for something. I must use some of the water. I don't have to use the whole thing in a little cup. And therefore, I heat it up, fill it all the way to the top, put it on the gas. It's going to start bubbling. Once it starts bubbling, who knows what's happened? It's, it goes all over the gas stove. It puts out the fire. Once it puts out the fire, it can turn off the gas. Okay, that's an Eitzah. Um, you could do, but it makes a huge mess. So just ask your mother before you do that. That's a very important thing. You could ask a goy, by the way. You're allowed to ask a goy, even though Lamaisa asking a goy on Yontov is similar to Shabbos. It's called Amiwala Akam. You're not allowed, but when it comes to over here, Tzorich Yontov, because it's very hot, or there's, there's kids around and it's dangerous, or whatever, then there's a mockum to be makel over there. Ovens, right? Also, common, common. Every Yontov, the Shailis come in about ovens. Turning the temperature higher on an oven that is on already, most posts can actually say you're not allowed. And the reason for that is, I know people come along saying it's mutter, uh, maybe, maybe they just don't know the Matthias of an oven, that when you put uh, the oven higher, unless it's off right now and you're turning it, and when it turns on, then it's going to be higher, that's a groma, that's mutter. But if right now it's on, and then I'm turning it higher, what I'm actually doing is I'm adding to the cult, and I'm adding to the, the element, and that will be a problem that is also what I will tell you is a tremendous thing that just people just don't know. If you learn Allah, you could do so many things, and that's opening up the oven door. Opening up the oven door generally on Shabbos is going to be us awesome, because you open up the oven door, the cold air goes inside, causes the element to go flying on. That's a problem on Shabbos. On Yondavitz Mutter, because it's only a grammar, it's not my mice and mamish, and therefore there's no problem with opening a door on Yontav, whether the light's on, whether the light's off, makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. Okay, Rabbi Zay. It's already 35. Our time is up. Be'ez Hashem tomorrow. Be'ez Hashem, we're going to go through a lot more of the Shalas and Ager. Be'ez Hashem.